Hello, this is Hearst to Tell season three, episode one, and this is your host, Christine Andard. Hearst to Tell is a podcast that is for anyone who is struggling with anxiety, maybe a little bit of insecurity, or somebody who's just having a bad day and needs a boost of confidence. We're really here to bring women together to talk about overcoming adversity, which will inevitably create community and help each other to feel at home and to feel at peace. So tonight we are going to talk about courage and the role that courage plays in this pandemic. Um, We'll also be talking about a little bit of positivity along the way, but we could not be more excited for this topic and our guest. So that being said, tonight we have Molly. Molly and I became connected through a friend of a friend and Bible study. We just have a lot in common. We've always had great conversation and she's just such a role model to me. So Molly, I'm so happy to have you on this podcast tonight. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Well, so I'm a speech and language pathologist, and I've been doing it for four years. I'm in my fifth year of practice. And yeah, I just, I knew I wanted to help people in some way and that I needed a career that was more vocational and um, had that element of very direct improvement in other people's lives or just impact and yeah through some troubleshooting in college and just kind of figuring it out I found this profession and it's been good to me so far. Tell me a little bit about what drew you to that line of work specifically and why you're passionate. Yeah well I I have some relatives who required therapy services as children through occupational therapy, speech therapy, and I'm sure some physical therapy too. And so, you know, I I actually was first looking at OT and then I learned about speech path. And I think the reason why that drew me is because I really love communication and connecting with people and helping other people connect with other people. And my job is essentially to facilitate that and you know, some work with children and help them develop those skills from the get-go. But I work with adults to regain those skills and recover those skills or to shape them differently after traumatic events. So it's really special. And to see the fruits of your labor, I think that's what's really keeps me there. Yeah, it sounds like that's very impactful for you. And you definitely sound very passionate about it. Do you have the same age group of patients or do those vary a little bit? It varies. Um, I, as Christine knows, I just started a new job this week, but for the last four years, I was primarily working with older adults. The youngest person I worked with professionally was um, in their 20s, but a lot of people I work with are 60s to 90s. Um, now, I'm not quite sure what my average age will be, but I think that my average age will be a little bit younger because it's more um, accidents as opposed to like strokes and things. So yeah, so I mean, we'll see, but I'm very excited. Yeah, and that is so exciting that you start a new job and not a lot of people can say they <laughs> started a new job during a pandemic, yeah. election year. And with everything that's been going on. So tell me a little bit about what drew you to this new opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, a lot of 
there's a lot of fear in the world right now and some of it we just can't help because it's just ever present and then um but I I mean to be fair I was kind of ready for the next step in a transition before the pandemic hit and then the pandemic hit and I did have to reevaluate like is this the right time to be looking for this change and to pursue it and there's elements of fear that play into that, you know, hesitation and having to rethink that. And so, I mean, that was definitely tabled for a little bit, but it didn't, my desire for that change didn't go away. Um, it was just a different way to approach it. And so I didn't let go of it, but it did definitely change my, my process of pursuing it and taking that plunge. Tell me a little bit about what was going through your mind when you were kind of in that transition period between deciding to leave your job and searching for a new opportunity? Yeah, I think definitely what I had to think about was like, gosh, so job security just seems scary right now. And people who were in careers where they never thought there would be you know, a compromise to their job security were finding themselves in a situation where they couldn't find work or they were laid off, furloughed. And so when I was thinking about this change for a little bit, I was thinking, gosh, should I change to something totally unexpected and just kind of tied myself over with a new experience? Or should I stay where I am and kind of wait it out? You know, what's going to be the wisest, but also the best for me? And so... I really thought about, A, is opportunity out there? And I was finding that jobs would be posted in less than 24 hours. They would be gone because, and I found out, so many people applied that they had to close the posting. So it was very competitive um, to even be trying right now. But I thought about, you know, what will be my security in that change? Is that leap worth it, even if there is a risk after and is yeah is now the time what is what is the future going to hold and a lot of those were question marks and still are but it was the right time I think that sometimes when you're not searching the right opportunity kind of comes your way but it sounds like in this case you sought it out and you research it sounds like on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Indeed and that's a really good mindset to have is number one is it feasible is the job out there are people actually searching for that job so you kind of did your due diligence and background before like diving full force it seems like right Mm -hmm. yeah I mean because especially because in my now old position we my team was in a situation where for a relatively short length of time but long I'm sure for the people who dealt with it Um, People were furloughed and didn't have income at the time. We weren't really sure, you know, day by day what, what, you know, the world would bring and how that would affect us at work. And then also wondering, you know, how is it going to look this year? And we still don't know. So, I mean, that's still a question mark. But just like thinking, you know, what will be the most secure thing for me? And I was one of those people who wasn't furloughed I had maybe a day or two off and then some reduced hours but I still thankfully had some level of income and I was still at work you know to some degree and so I really had to think like am I going to sacrifice 
my seniority that I currently have and risk that next year um, and not have that seniority should the pandemic come back, you know, to the force it was hitting us, you know, in the spring um, and end of winter. And, you know, will I now lose two opportunities and then Mm -hmm. find myself in the boat that so many other people have been in? Um, Yeah, it's a pretty big decision. (laughs) It definitely takes a lot of thought and courage and devotion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you said it so clearly that you were just, you had all these thoughts and you were questioning the opportunity, but I think something inside was driving you to continue to look and continue to seek. And there must have been something that wasn't potentially fulfilling you or or meeting your expectations or potentially you set these career goals and you weren't necessarily seeing that. So that is really admirable of you to take a step back and to just dive into what is the job that I'm looking for and what do I want out of my job and what fulfillment can I get to truly be happy? Because I think people right now are sacrificing their happiness Mm -hmm. because all around them we're seeing people getting furloughed, laid off, and it seems almost ungrateful to seek other opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think... A big piece is exactly what you said was, you know, this pandemic is going on. And for a little while there, the whole world felt like it was put on hold. Everything was frozen. You know, for those who could work, it was pretty stressful conditions. And for those who couldn't work, that's incredibly stressful because you have to provide, you know, for yourself and potentially for others. But, you know, have... And this is not to say it was easy for me and it was like, oh, well, you just have to have hope. But something I really focused my energy on was to have hope that, you know, things are temporary and they might feel like they're going to last forever. Or when will this end? Will it get worse? I don't know. But I do have hope and I trust that, you know, things will change and they will have some semblance of normalcy. And I don't want to allow myself to feel victimized by the situation that we're all in and to do myself the disservice of, I guess for lack of a better word, letting my professional self go. You know, I wanted to still be pursuing things and I I think that was good for my mental health too, to just continue to think there's hope, there's opportunity. Granted, I didn't see that for months in that time. like. Usually there's jobs getting posted all the time. They might not be in the area of my field that I want, but I would still see that, and that's hopeful. But for a while there, I mean, you'd see zero to two jobs posted a day, and that's, I mean, nothing. And so I'm going to watch for this, and I'm going to keep myself ready for when the next opportunity comes. And it did, even during this time, and I was rejected in this time too this wasn't the only job I applied to but this you know but I was rejected along the way and I you know just like I was before the pandemic too when I was looking for opportunities so yeah it wasn't easy but just having that hope and not wallowing I guess I mean there's days but not overwhelmingly deciding I'm going to wallow and be a victim of all of this and you know we can't control what happens in Mm -hmm. the world we can have a role in it and we can respond to it, but 
Um, you know, I can't choose for coronavirus to happen, but I can choose how I react to it in my life to the degree that I can if I'm trying my best. Mm. There was something specific that you said that really hit home with me and it was basically you were advising us to kind of shape our perspective and not necessarily let your past run your life but use it to help guide your future but I mean there's definitely a balance to everything right you want to see what's going on and understand it and understand what risks that you personally are willing to take but I guess there's a certain point where you had to make a decision yes I'm going to do this and yes it's going to get better and you were like even though the last six four months you know I think it's been six months Mm -hmm. (laughs) however however bad the last six months were you were like okay there's there's still going to be hope did that come from any other source and I guess was there anything else that was driving your hope and driving your trust yeah I think you know I think that we all all people like I mean if we're trying to think about like balance of personalities I think that we all kind of have a different distribution of you know how much hope do we have you know how much faith do we have how much like love and um, joy do we have and and I I think that I have a predisposition to be pretty hopeful even though I might be actually a pessimist a little bit I still think I have a disproportionately high level of hope because I just think you know things if I'm doing my duty my daily duty um, and you know I'll talk about that a little bit but if I'm doing everything I can I can't control everything but I can control how I behave and respond to situations and and something that I really focus on for myself, you know, on a daily basis. And some days I don't think about it. And some days I have to really focus on it because um, no one has a perfect day. But it's three things. Is it, did I pray today? Because prayer is really important to me. And am I in a state of grace? Am I connected with God so I can hear his voice in my life? And then finally, it's what I can most actively do. And did I do my daily duty? Did I, was I a good uh, sister? Was I a good coworker? Was I a good therapist? Um, was I a good roommate? And am I trying to do every little moment of my day to the best of my ability? And, you know, we can't be perfect, but if you have that focus on, I'm just going to do the best I can with the opportunities that arise today, like you just can't miss out on the plan for your life because what more are you asked to do? I'm not asked to orchestrate the world. I'm asked to use my talents and pursue them for the good of the world. And that's where you find your purpose, I think. I really like those three very specific asks or checks, Mm -hmm. right? You're holding yourself accountable, but you also just want to make sure you're being a good steward and being a good person, which are, in retrospects, should be pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have days where you reflect on that and you're like, man, I, I don't think I did any of those things? Oh, for sure. 
sometimes and you can feel it like if you have a a routine and you're really trying to strive for things and you've been really slipping in those things you can like at least I can feel it I can feel when I'm not actually doing my very best and those days definitely happen and sometimes those days stretch into weeks and then you think okay I'm not doing what I've set out to do and I am off track and like you said it's it's a concrete way to focus on it and there's a real freedom in that I think there's a lot of freedom in self-discipline because I'm acknowledging my responsibilities but I'm also acknowledging my limitations and you know giving those to God you know where I no longer can act um, with the talents and gifts he's given me or with the weaknesses he's given me to overcome you know so yeah it's that balance of and it's a daily work in progress but trying to do my best and then allowing you know myself to surrender the control over the outcome and be patient you just said be patient and I'm thinking that's the answer to my next question but (laughs) how do you get over a hump or how do you if you have a bad day two bad days three bad days how do you allow yourself to get courageous about moving on and sticking to your routine yeah I think Something that I think takes real courage, especially for me, because I'm very type A, I'm a perfectionist, like I want to perform well and do well and get it right. Um, And so for me, that means something that takes a lot of courage is to be vulnerable with other people and allow people that in my life to be a support and to care for me when those times are tough. Um, because we're not meant to carry our burdens totally alone. We're not meant to give them to other people, but, you know, we are social creatures and we need people around us. And so to be vulnerable and acknowledge, like, I'm in a really tough spot. This has been a really hard thing to be patient for. I am having seemingly failure when I'm trying my very best. And even when I was at the, even when I'm at the peak of following my little, my little, three daily duties that doesn't mean that I have like oh well now the job came you know still took persistence and perseverance and patience in the waiting um, for the fruits of that labor to come forth so I mean I think on those really bad days or stretches of time it was just allowing people who cared about me to know and to be a support and encourage and just be okay with the failure because it's not forever um, if you keep on persisting. So that's true. It's not forever. And you really, that's honestly grace, right? Is to, is to understand that it's not forever to seek forgiveness and to just know that tomorrow is a new day and tomorrow is a gift and that that gift is given to you by God. So it's, it's very, it's a very beautiful thing to, be able to be vulnerable and have somebody else who may be in the same shoes, maybe not, maybe just they just overcame a really bad day and they can help or they're in the same boat as you are and just want to talk it out with you. Mm-hmm. That is that is really, really good advice. Yeah. And you know what's honestly for me was like the hardest thing and I'm sure it will continue to be in some aspects, but 
I definitely was in a rut at one point with how I was trying to approach those goals and accomplish the goal to get a new job and to be focusing my work in an area that was more specific to my interest. And those opportunities are seemingly limited, right? You know, there's not a job for everybody in those areas. And so what I really needed was both the support, but also to be vulnerable with people who seem to have it all together and to have figured out how to accomplish their goals because they were the people who could give me really good advice about what I needed to do to get there. You know, I exhausted my own capacity and my own strategy and I needed to be open and say, I've hit a brick wall. I'm not being successful with what I'm trying. This is where I want to be. It's difficult and to get advice and again like that's a that's a pride thing to be able to have the humility of again recognizing our limitations and then asking for the input um of other people who again it's like gosh you figured it out why couldn't i and and to hear that and take it that in and act on it and that is ultimately what really helped me get to this new spot and I'm really excited about it and hopeful about it and there's been a lot of joy with this new opportunity and change so you know it was well worth you know that that vulnerability that it took um, and that patience now that I've arrived at this next step so yeah and you just started your new job today literally today was my first day Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, hopefully we can have you back and we can hear more about how it's going. But I so appreciate your advice and your story and your willingness to share, talk about your journey and the courage that it took to make this next step. So even though you weren't specifically laid off or or furloughed and you had the opportunity to have that last job and this job, what advice would you give to somebody who is in that situation and and might be struggling? You know, I think I should probably say, because I would say this would be advice I would have wanted if I didn't think of it, that I did I did put serious thought into this change more so than I would have before the pandemic, because it does feel riskier to be starting something new in a place you're not familiar with how they run and to be potentially on the bottom of the totem pole should layoffs occur. And so I really did have to weigh, you know, the cost and the, you know, what potential risks did this have, but also what benefit would it have? And so um, this opportunity with, you know, me trying to weigh those risks did seem like a safer option and it also happened to be the absolute option I I wanted so I really lucked out I've I've said this to people around me I I'm I can't think of a bad thing or something I'm concerned about with this change because it really is just a really wonderful opportunity but I did have to think about those potential risks and if it was going to be too risky and it would have seriously compromised my ability to provide for myself, you know, I don't know that I would have been in a position to take it. But, you know, the individual factors about this job in my life just all fell into place. So 
I do think it's fair to say, gosh, this would be such a great opportunity, but, you know, the risk of me losing it is 75% over the next three months, you know, it's okay to think about the preservation of your livelihood and especially if you have other people besides yourself you're taking care of. But beyond that, I would just really encourage people to to feel confident in their ability to act and be an actor in their life and not a victim of external circumstances because everybody has hard stuff and everybody has good stuff and some people have more than others, but we are all people with talents and natural abilities and gifts that we are meant to work on shaping and using and you know failures this is like the most cliche thing ever but like failures shouldn't stop you ultimately because failure is a natural part of that process like I had to I I can see now in the moment I did not get it but like I can see now how good it was for me to be rejected by different places because they were right I wasn't ready for that or I needed to work harder in this area before I was you know a candidate for that so really trying to take that as a learning opportunity I'm not a victim what can I do with that and pick yourself up but give yourself a day or two to recover it's okay yeah you really just define growth which can be really hard for some people yeah well and it's not always continuous Mm -hmm. like I said I, I hit walls where I was I had to realize I wasn't growing I had to realize my efforts weren't paying off and then pick myself up and ask people and be vulnerable, which is not as easy as saying it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think that it's such a good perspective to have hope and have courage. And you've given us so many words of wisdom and good advice. So the last question that I have is what is one thing we can do to make the world a better place? I might repeat myself because I think right now, like what the world needs is just a lot of strong people not feeling like a victim of their circumstance. And I think that everyone has something tough right now that's out of the ordinary, that is out of their control. But just don't allow yourself to be beaten down to the point where you can't be an actor and be active in your life um you know just when we're passive no one gets better no one can support each other we just wallow and you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself so just be an actor in your life and just don't sit in the crap because (laughs) it will get you nowhere i definitely like what you're saying and i would agree with that i think that the more that you give to others and the less you focus on yourself and your mistakes, not only does that benefit you, but it benefits the world. It benefits everybody around you. And you can just help be a light in the world, which is a great message. Yeah, here's here's hoping. Yeah. Well, Molly, if somebody was listening to something you said and they were so intrigued and they want to reach out to you to hear more about your daily routines or the three Ps you were talking about earlier, how can people reach you? You can find me on social media. 
My Instagram is molly.kilduff, K-I-L-D-U-F-F. Thank you. And I'll post that information in our podcast. Oh, perfect. Well, Molly, it's been such a pleasure. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that you didn't get to say earlier? No, I'm just thankful I got to be here and do this. This is my first podcast. Oh, yeah. You did so great. And and I just really appreciate you sharing your story with us and being vulnerable. We're really just here to help others by sharing our stories of overcoming adversity. And that was amazing. So thanks again for being on the podcast. Of course. Season three, episode one. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Take care.